Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers and you go on your merry way because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. Hello, lovely humans. Today's question that was sent in makes my heart just, mm, just makes me so sad. But I know this is probably going to hit home for a few of you. Um, the submitter person, yeah, whoever sent this in, said, my soon-to-be fiance comes from a divorced family where the two mothers hate, in all caps, hate each other. Just thinking about having them both at the wedding stresses me out. Any tips on what to do or how to prevent drama? Blech. What is it about like managing other adults' emotions and behaviors? It's just so draining. You're like, dude, you're an adult. Can you just like not, please? But there are those moments where you feel like, okay, I'm I'm nervous. I am concerned. I may need to step in. I'm worried that they're going to act out on my wedding day, blah, 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 blah. All of these may be valid, may be invalid, depending on your family, your circumstance, what you have going on. Are you feeling lost or overwhelmed with wedding planning? Why does this also sound like an infomercial? <laughs> Take a deep breath. You are in the right place. I've put together this amazing, if I do say so myself, wedding planning checklist that tells you all the things that you need to be doing and when you need to be doing them. A step-by-step path just for you. You can grab your step-by-step wedding planning checklist now at weddingchecklist.co. That's weddingchecklist.co. And I will say that I am absolutely no expert on, on this sort of thing. I'm just not. But I will say in my experience, we have had some situations. So I tend to ask my clients uh, in at least one of our meetings, um, depending on, you know, if I've been planning with them for a long time, I may have picked up on this already. Or if I'm just doing month of coordination, I say, are there any uh, family members or relations or situations you would like to make us aware of that may affect your day? Giving them the option of like, yes, I want to tell you this, or no, we're not comfortable sharing that, whatever whatever it happens to be. Because we tend to see these issues flare up uh, in two circumstances, or we tend to be more aware of them in two different circumstances. One, um, when wherever they're seated, right? Wherever they're seated during the ceremony and during dinner. Those could be more hot button issues. So what I would recommend is when it comes to your ceremony, consider having them on opposite sides of the aisle and in different rows. So they're not both in the first row, like glaring at each other or first and second row, because then like one is more coveted than the other. Put them on opposite sides. Um, And ideally, that'll mitigate the glaring, right? When it comes to dinner time, when you are doing tables, I would recommend having them at opposite tables, you know, on the opposite ends of the, uh, of the, of the, I was about to say ceremony space, of the reception space, because you don't want to seat them right next to one another. Typically how reception seating goes, your family members and wedding party are the ones that are usually closest to you. And then it's like, you know, extended family and then like friends from college are towards the back. This actually works out really well because like the friends from college are like the youngest people. They're not offended by being far away and they keep the energy high in the back of the room. So I would seat them on opposite sides. That's the logistic thing. Now, the emotional aspect is is honestly 
try to nip this in the bud before it even becomes a thing. Like, I would rip off the Band-Aid, call out the elephant in the room, go talk to them before your big day. Don't put your head in the sand. Don't pretend like this is not happening. You clearly know enough about them and their personalities and their relations toward each other that like this could be an issue. Go talk to them beforehand. Separately, of course. Like we're not gonna have a big fat family meeting. Like this is not an intervention. But and if it if it doesn't come from you, maybe it needs to come from your fiance where, you know, um, where they go sit with their mom and their stepmom on separate occasions and say, Mom, I love you. And I know I, I I know you're excited for our wedding day. I'm excited for our wedding day. It's going to be epic. We are very painfully aware of how you feel about stepmom. And we do not want that to be an issue on our wedding day. We want to relax. We want you to enjoy yourself. We want you to feel special and honored and loved. Uh, this is also our wedding day. And we don't want to feel like we're walking we're walking around on eggshells. We just don't. That's not that's not what we want to do. So what can we do to make sure that you feel comfortable, that you feel safe, that you feel like you can enjoy yourself as well as we can, right? Um, and avoid any sort of interactions that could be unsavory on our wedding day. Now, I say all this and like you may hear that and go, absolutely not. He cannot open that door. She cannot open that door to their mom to be like, tell us what you want from your day or from our day. Um, and that's, you're just going to have to kind of like edit as you see fit because you know them better than I do. But it's the act of ripping off the Band-Aid and, you know, make maybe taking a couple accommodations into effect. Um, if she, if she's like, I don't want to be anywhere near her. Well, we already talked about the seating arrangements. Um, or, you know, I don't want to walk down the aisle after her. Maybe we don't have parents walk down the aisle at all. Maybe we just remove that. But hearing, an op- hearing them out, opening up the floor for them to speak and share their thoughts and feelings, you don't have to honor all of them, right? But what we're doing here is we're like, we're just calling out the elephant in the room. I already said that, but whatever. I'm repeating myself. We're calling it out and being like, we're not tiptoeing around this. We're not tiptoeing around this. This is chaotic. It's messy. It's icky. I don't want you and her ruining our wedding day. I am here for you, but also this is mine. This is mine. So please be respectful of that. And I think that that's, again, we've talked about it on the podcast before. Like, this is going to be such a great opportunity. Unfortunately, it forces you to create boundaries. Set up these boundaries because you are going to be dealing with this, these women for decades to come. We're talking Christmas, holidays, you know, birthdays, any sort of large events. You, this is going to be a deal moving forward. So making sure that both of them know, hey, we're not going to have this. We don't want this to impede on our joy for our day. We're concerned um, about your potential behavior we want to nip this in the bud right quick. And then it becomes easier to have this conversation at your baby's first birthday party. Like, hey, just FYI, like, don't cause a mess, okay? Because this is my kid's birthday. It's just setting the tone for that bounty that you want to have moving forward. Peonies, hydrangeas, spray roses, oh my. Honestly, if you are stumped on how to approach wedding flowers while keeping on budget, you will definitely want to take this little floral quiz that we put together that will help you to tap into some professional level guidance. Factoring in your budget and aesthetic, this quiz will guide you towards an ideal resource to make your floral dreams happen without blowing your budget. Take the quiz now at floralquiz.com. And then lastly, I feel like if there is someone who you can kind of consider like the body buffer, right? 
your bodyguard, their bodyguard, whatever, like someone that knows the situation that uh, both of the moms can kind of lean on, complain to, whatever, literally anyone but you, anyone but you. It can be a cousin. Um, It can be like we've had one uh, divorced mom have her sister just right there with her, sat next to her, um, was there with her where she was seated in the ceremony uh, because this mom had not remarried and the father had and it just was touchy and sensitive and it was a lot and this poor couple was really concerned about it. So one thing that we did was, you know, let's make sure her sister is next to her at every single available opportunity. I also personally went and checked in on her a few times, not being like, hey, how are you? I know it's weird seeing your husband with another woman. I didn't know. Of course not. Of course not. That'd be awful. But just like, hi, how you doing? You doing okay? Can I get to anything? And if I saw a whisper of like, I don't I, I would like to think that I'm relatively good at like reading people. <laughs> makes me, makes me uh, a little bit better at my job, I guess. Um, I would, you know, like, hey, do you want me to get you a glass of wine? Like, do you want to, I don't know. <laughs> I forget all the things that I said. But having that buffer gives that mom someone else to talk to that's not you someone else to complain to that's not you um and ideally there's going to be very minimal amounts of this because you do need to have that conversation ahead ahead of time again no ostrich in the sand we're not pretending like this is not happening we know these people right we know these women we know there's a potential for them to cause a fuss you got to rip off the band-aid you have to have the conversation but also provide them an outlet provide them with some sort of relief um Ask them what accommodations would make them feel better. You don't have to honor all of them. You don't have to do all of them. But let them know that like you care for them in this circumstance too and you understand that this is painful for them as well. This is like such an awful feeling. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. And I'm so sorry that your fiance is probably... You're both just experiencing this immense, immense sort of pressure of like, how do I fix everything? Um... But at the end of the day, it's it's not your responsibility to own their behavior or their potential behavior, but it is your responsibility to communicate your desires, your wishes, and your boundaries. You can't own their responses. You can own yours. So, I mean, you came here just trying to figure out how to deal with divorced parents, and, and now we're basically getting philosophical. <laughs> Yeah, that that got deep there for a minute. Wow. It's like I, I may have depth in there somewhere. Uh again, I'm really sorry that you're going through this. This is it's a lot. It's a lot. Um grab the bull by the horns. Rip off the band-aid. All of the cheesy uh analogies here of you know, early bird gets the worm. Just just do it. And you're gonna hate it. Probably running up to it, and you're gonna hate it in the moment, or your fiance is gonna hate it, but like once it's done you will feel better. You may have to have the conversation again and again and again and clearly reminding the boundary, reminding the boundary. But once you've laid that initial foundation, it does get easier from there, or at least in most cases it does. And I I hope that's the case for you. So that's all we have for this uh, episode, guys. I almost said this week's. No, Jamie, you release two podcasts a week. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, jump on over to wherever you're listening to this, leave it a five-star review because... Because that helps tell the podcast people that I uh, know what I'm talking about. And we got deep today. So I think that deserves five stars for all of us involved. (laughs) And until next time, bye guys. 